Wow, 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 Ryan. Here we are recording Instant Reaction Pod from the first round of the UMAC Baseball Tournament. And I think we got to just start with what we just saw take place in the nightcap here at Reynolds Field. I'm not even going to ask you how you're doing tonight. I'm sure you're doing great, but we just got to get right into it. Did anybody see that coming? Superior rolls the top-seeded Northwestern Eagles. I get the score ends up being 11-5, but make no mistake, this was complete domination from start to finish in this game. How on earth do you even put into words what just happened out there at Reynolds Field? I mean, seriously, I I bet Superior was even a little surprised. You're building this up so much, I don't even know how to answer after all that. But no, well, hey, sorry, but if if anyone said they were expecting something close to that, then they were lying. I mean, Coach yeah. Oates didn't expect that. His assistants didn't expect that. The seniors who have been with the Jackets for years did not expect that. I mean, they are happily surprised now as they're marching back to their hotel as we speak here just past 11 o'clock on Thursday night the 12th. But yeah, no one, no one, Wyatt saw that coming. I mean, we said this was wide open and we meant it. If you listen to our last pod and, you know, today kind of shows why we were talking about all the things we were, but no one saw it in this fashion. I mean, they thought it'd be, yeah, Ryan Rodriguez pitched the whole game. And you know, based on our short conversation before we hopped on the air here, that I want to talk about his outing specifically, but I expected Wyatt, if they were going to win, he was going to have to pitch close to a complete game, if not a complete game. Well, he did that. But that wasn't even the story at all. I mean, we one, to start off, at all surprised the Eagles pitched Bryce Crabb, or that was, that was pretty on par for what we were thinking, right? It, it is kind of what, when we made our predictions, when we had Matthew on here in our last episode, I was making it based on the fact that they were going to pitch Crabb in this game. I figured they'd wait and throw Owen presumably against Crown or Bethany. And it actually would have worked out pretty well for Northwestern had they won this game, but obviously they didn't. And you can second guess things, but I I still don't have an issue with them throwing crab. And I don't think it's a big surprise by any means. He just didn't have his stuff. Yeah. I mean, clearly the Jackets played approach and strategy early in this game was we are not going to let him get deep in the count and put us away with that sweeper pitch or just make us guess. We're going to go up there with a plan. A lot of times we're going to swing on the first pitch and we're going to put balls in play and we're going to see if he can adjust. And I mean, they were just reading him really well. And yeah, Bryce left up some pitches here and there, but all credit to them. I mean, they took advantage. They came up aggressive and they executed the game plan. And he got out of a little bit of a pickle in the first inning and picked up two huge strikeouts. But I mean, you know, in the second, uh, they're able to, as I pull up the box score here um, again on my laptop, I think it was three, three, three hits in the second for three runs, and then in the third, they the, added The third a bunch. is where, yeah, the wheels came off, where it was multiple at-batters in a row, jumping on first pitches, and just one hop double to left, one hop double to left, double to straightaway center, another double, and it was just constantly, I mean, I told you this earlier, why I've never seen Bryce so often, as soon as the ball's hit off the bat, he just has a look of disgust and is kind of throwing his hands up like, here we go again as he's running to his spot to back up the throw, like, how is this happening over and over? Well, and so, and we talked about this a little bit as well. I didn't get a chance to watch the first couple of innings of this game because, believe it or not, we do have full-time jobs and we have other stuff to do. We're not just watching UMAC Always a good all reminder, the time. yes. <laughs> but I was being told, or at least what I had kind of heard, it sounded like he was kind of leaving everything over the plate a little bit. Was he hanging some pitches? Was he not his yep. normal self? Because I feel like if he's locating like he normally does – 
he, he's a tough guy to hit. So it sounded like he was just making some mistakes. Lots of stuff over the plate, but I mean, I think that's where the adjustment thing comes in. Like I said, Wyatt, I mean, a lot of guys who are so great locating, they're going to get ahead on you early in the count and they're going to get you in a position where they can put you away later. So I think Superior knew that. I mean, he, we're not going to stand up here and draw a bunch of walks more likely than not. He's going to throw strikes. Now, sure. after you get hit a couple times wide, I mean, you know this 10 times better than I do. How do you adjust as a pitcher is the key? Are you not throwing nearly as many fastballs first pitch? Are you even going away from, let's say you got a slider or curveball that you can't locate really well? What are you going to then to still try to get ahead but not just make it so predictable where yeah. clearly they well, feel comfortable. This is going to sound crazy, and maybe I'm just stupid for saying this, but to be honest, sometimes I work from behind. I If they're jumping on the first pitch all the time, I don't mind throwing a ball or two. Yeah. <laughs> I, yep. I mean, seriously, because then you could always go back to an off-speed pitch when you're behind the count. What hitter is going to swing at a 2-0 curveball? You know what I mean? In, in that situation, you got to be a really confident hitter, let's say. Yep. Yeah, so, I mean, if, if that's what you have to do to just – mess them up a little bit throw a ball or two so be it but if you're always just going to be in the zone and you're missing spots that's just obviously not going to work so maybe that sounds crazy but sometimes that's the answer rather than just trying to throw a strike every single time against a team that's that aggressive yeah and i mean he only got you know through three innings of work and i mean well and and so do you think part of that was because they're thinking maybe at this point with the score being what it is, he doesn't have his stuff tonight anyways. Do we want to yes. potentially save him for the longer run and work our way back up through the loser's bracket now and have him come Saturday, let's say? Yes to any and all of or, those. Or, I mean, even, or even in relief tomorrow, for all we know. Yeah, and he, he exits still only throwing 63 pitches, and we've seen him before on short rest, and we talked about that in the last pod with what he did in the national tournament last year. I mean... Uniquely enough, Wyatt, you mentioned it. I think it's worth noting again. He's a junior, but this was his first ever UMAC tournament game that he's yeah. played in. And I'm not, be, I'm not suggesting that the yes. moment was too big for Bryce Crabb. I'm no, not I, I was that just going to say, he pitched a complete game, only let one run against Coach Oak's former team, the St. Mary's yeah. uh, Cardinals. So uh, he's pitched in plenty of big games. That's not the issue or anything like that. But yeah, it's his first UMAC experience. It obviously didn't go the way he wanted it to. But because Northwestern took him out, he could be even potentially back in the rotation tomorrow for an inning or two in relief if they need him. He could be back on Saturday. So we'll see what happens. So I, I didn't mind pulling him when they did. I was a little surprised to see Nick drinking into the game. At the time, maybe they thought, we're still in this. We can potentially win this. But let's be honest, Ryan. How many teams are going to score eight runs off of Ryan Rodriguez when you're down 7-0? You know what I mean? And and by no means am I saying throw in the towel by any means, but I was kind of surprised to see Nick drinking, and he ended up not doing very well anyways in that one inning work, and he came out anyway, so he's going to be fresh as well for tomorrow and potentially Saturday. But I don't know. I I, I think at that point they should have gone somewhere else, which is what they ended up doing, and Brandon Welch pitched great for Northwestern, did exactly what he needed to do. So hopefully everybody in that rotation now for the Eagles, if you're an Eagles fan, is back and ready to go starting tomorrow because of the way they managed it. Yeah, I think that's a good note, Wyatt. I mean, obviously this is not at all the way the Eagles wanted to start the tournament, but the good news is exactly what you just said. No one is out of the picture. And I think, quite honestly, I'd say 80 85%, 90% sure if the Eagles are going to hoist the hardware late on Saturday and somehow find a way to win their next four games and run the table from the loser's side, you will have to see Bryce Crabb throwing more. I don't know how much more that is, but I think he's going to have to be a factor if they're going to 
win the tournament at the end of the weekend. So interestingly then enough, on the flip side of this, this is something you wanted to talk about. Ryan Rodriguez, you you know how many pitches he threw. You want to read that number off for the people listening? Yeah, and I uh, before I read this, I don't know. I, there's going to be some who hear this and say you're you're looking into this too much. I just they I took always... a different approach basically than what yeah. Northwestern did. Yeah, I think that's a great way to put it, Wyatt. So, like I said off the top, he goes the distance. If you said that coming in, he's going to pitch a complete game. Okay, that's not a total shock. Okay, like. Why you and I said for a number of reasons, and I mean, Matthew even said it as well when we were talking earlier this week, this, you could argue, is the best chance any team's going to have to beat Northwestern when we look at it on paper coming into a matchup for what we have this weekend. Now, I'm I'm, yeah. I'm not saying they, they can't lose tomorrow, and obviously their season could be over tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But when you have Rodriguez throwing, and we knew what the Eagles like to do in the past— where there's a good chance we're not going to see Borma. And we didn't see Borma. And we see a guy named Bryce Crabb. And the Jackets had already had some success against him earlier this season. So all that combined into it. Yeah, he throws a complete game. But okay, Wyatt. There was a lot of factors going into this game, including the fact that Superior is in full control. After five innings of play, they're up 11 to nothing, And then we have a stoppage due to a lightning delay. So, okay, that's question number one I had. Now does he not come back where, you know, every dude's different, Wyatt, where how long of a delay can you have when you're X amount through your start and still be comfortable coming back? Because part of me is thinking, well, Superior, you're even going to risk it at this point saying, you know what, that's that's just the last wrinkle thrown where Ryan's done a good job. Obviously, we're more than in control this game. We understand Northwestern's dangerous, but we're two innings away from ending this in seven. So why even bring him back out there after this long delay where that actually could hurt him with the role that he was on? We're just going to throw a new arm out there and try to get this thing done in seven. No, well, he goes he goes the next four innings, and I haven't said the number yet, have I? No, just, just say the number. People are waiting, man. It's the suspense. <laughs> he threw 147 pitches, and I know he's Mr. Bulldog, and... I said it time and time again, like, that's why I really like this guy, and I respect this guy, especially with what he's done the last couple seasons that we've seen. But, why you always have to have in mind, yes, they wanted to win this game, I get it, but do you at all question, could they be thinking about this in this big number come Saturday when they're potentially trying to drag this thing across the finish line? Well, here's the thing. The thing that backfired tonight for Superior is... Let's say they finish this in seven innings, Ryan. We're maybe not even having this conversation. You know what I mean? We're not. No. Nope. So Sam Peterson hitting the two-run home run like down to their last outs, strike, down to their yep. last strike, really screws things up here for the Yellow Jackets now because you probably don't know or couldn't find out how many pitches he threw in the extra two innings. Then at that point, I suppose. But let's just say 30, 35, somewhere around there. You know, yep. just just. That's a big difference. So, yeah, that that plays a huge factor into this. I don't mind the way Superior handled this. They've done this in the past. He's, you know, as I've said, they've thrown him in a big spot and then brought him back later. I think it was my sophomore year where they did that, and he pitched and actually started the championship game later in the tournament. So they've done it before. I don't know if we'll see him again in this tournament or not. But at the same time, he's the only one that threw tonight, which is... Not necessarily a bad thing either if you're superior. You know what I mean? Because now all hands are on deck outside of him tomorrow for that game against Crown. So they took a different approach than Northwestern did. 
it's going to suck not having him now potentially for the rest of the tournament, but I wouldn't be shocked if we see him again. And with everyone else ready to go, all things considered, I think they're in a decent spot. Yeah, and first and foremost, they take the win, and it wasn't just a win. I mean, they put everyone on notice, and they made a statement. But it is interesting, but I like that you mentioned that, Why? Clearly, I think their whole viewpoint, if you want to put it that way, of looking this through was exactly that. We're going to keep everyone else totally fresh. So we have a 100% Matt Tappy, a guy we love, is our number two, who's been big time before. He struggled against Crown this past weekend. He's going to have a chance for quick revenge tomorrow in what should be a fun matchup in that middle game. And, you know, maybe we can get to that later. But, I mean, just overall in this game, I mean, yeah, the Eagles, you know, fought back a little bit. But, I mean, I don't know why. Are you How – obviously we're surprised, okay, like we said off the top. And we've talked a lot about the pitching. We haven't talked a lot about what the jacket – I mean, we talked a little what the Jackets did at the plate. I mean, just looking down this, this lineup card, it's unbelievable. I mean, Fredrickson yeah. with three hits. Rhodes – Steiner, Garcia, uh, Castaneda, Trimble, and McNosky. All those guys I just named all had two hits. And then you had yeah. another pair of dudes have one hit. So the only guy who didn't register a hit is a guy who didn't need to hit, Ryan Rodriguez. Everyone picked up a hit for the yeah, Jets. I mean, you can't say enough about what they did. Huge shout-out to them. They deserve this. An incredible performance. You know me. I like to you know make analogies and compare certain things. I compare this, I guess, to the North Carolina Baylor game this year in the NCAA tournament. And you know why? Because nobody could believe how many ridiculous shots North Carolina was making in that game. Similarly here, nobody could believe how hot Superior was throughout the first couple of innings of this game. It was like, wow. Like We knew knew it could happen. It was an upset alert. We anticipated it, but nobody anticipated it to be that bad. And then Northwestern just obviously didn't have enough to make a full comeback and make it interesting. But... Yeah, I just, I, I, all these guys just stepped up when they needed to. They had an approach. They had a game plan. They were ready and they delivered. So I'm really interested to see what kind of a team we get with Superior tomorrow, being that they're going to probably face a pitcher that's not necessarily at the stature that Crab is. So we'll get into yep. that, like you said, maybe a little bit later. But yeah, can't say, I, can't say enough about what Superior did in this game. Real quickly, I like that comparison too, Wyatt, because both of those squads. First-year head coaches. I mean, how about a performance mm. for Coach Oaks? Yeah. Going up against Coach Eba on the other side, who is, you know, a lot older than <laughs> first-year head coach, just to, you know, we want to put it that way. Hey, you uh, said it. Yeah, well, I mean, he he knows that too, obviously. every Everyone knows that who's listening. But how about that? For your club to respond, I mean, I heard him talking a little bit on this news piece that they had done on him earlier this week, and he just, the message to his club was, we've got the hard part done with. We got in. Anything can happen now. We're not scared of Northwestern because we already were so pleased with what we saw from our guys, meaning he and his coaching staff, in that first weekend of April. And they they look loose, as they should be, Wyatt. When you're the underdog in this spot, you shouldn't be playing tight. But you never know till you step in. Are you going to be intimidated by the mighty Northwestern, who was such a juggernaut last year? Your squad, Wyatt, where it was no doubt in the conference tournament? If we want to flip to the Eagles side, and specifically the lineup, I mean... What a 180. And again, I'm not saying it's easy against Rodriguez. We said it was going to be hard. And when you spot them three early runs, and then they have that what felt like to me watching a marathon third inning, and they're up a touchdown and the extra points up and good before you've even really settled into your seat, that's tough for anyone. And so 
maybe that even settles down Rodriguez more and makes it tougher on the Eagles lineup where, you know, they couldn't put up any runs till, as you mentioned, Sammy P hits that home run in the seventh to keep the game alive. But I mean, just, just any thoughts from yourself on, you know, Northwestern's lineup tonight, what they did with the bats. Well, I mean, to be fair, they did have guys on base pretty much every single inning. They just never really got the hits to bring them in, you know what I mean? If they're able to score, let's say, even in the first inning or something and play yep. with the lead, maybe that changes World this whole thing, you know what I mean? Yep. Yep. So they, they just didn't get those big clutch hits, and Superior did. I, I don't, I'm not terribly like disappointed or surprised like seeing the result from Northwestern's offense I didn't think it was that bad all things considered I mean obviously you would have liked to have done more and their runs maybe came late in what some would call garbage time but all things considered they hit the ball hard sometimes I mean I think it was uh Keegan uh had the fly out literally right on the warning track it looked like uh you know a couple inches and who knows where that one goes and it's just one of those things that happens. You're facing an elite pitcher. They're not going to see someone like Rodriguez probably again the rest of the tournament. In fact, I can nope. guarantee they won't. You know why? Because yep. he is the next best pitcher in this conference. Totally uh, agree. He proved it tonight. And he proved it tonight. Quite honestly, he was the best. He, he was better than Crab. I mean, I, I would almost oh, yeah. I would yep. almost go as far as to say he is the number two in the conference after seeing that kind of a performance. I mean, the guy just continues to to do it, and I mean, we made the joke. I can't remember if we actually said this on the pod or not. He's the Madison Bumgarner of we the did. UMAC. I mean, yes. I, well, seriously. and hey, hey, he may have to be when I compared it to the World Series if he can come back for even let's back. say two big innings on Saturday in relief. Well, that's the thing who doesn't want to see and, that. And, who doesn't? Well, exactly. I, I feel like he is going to have to pitch again at some point if they actually want to win the entire thing. But one thing at a time. They got to deal with Crown tomorrow. And then potentially, depending on what happens there, if they can't win that one, they got to turn around again right away and play. So, I mean, it, all four of these teams, their season could be over after tomorrow. You know what I mean? Nothing changes. Two of them, it will be. And yep. two of them, it will be. So, it'll be very interesting to see how it plays out. But, yeah, no, a, well, a heck of a game. I wanted to talk about that one first because it's what we just saw right in front of us. So, it's easier maybe just to dissect it and get into it. Are you good leaving it where it's at there? Is there anything else you want to say before we move on to the other one? The one question I alluded to before we hopped on, percent chance now you give Northwestern, I know this is a tough spot to put you in, but percent chance starting off that they get by tomorrow, that they're playing on Saturday um, and they have a chance. I, I don't know. I mean, a percentage is kind of a tough thing. You know what I mean? Okay, like just put a percentage don't on. Don't even it, put but... a percentage on. Just Just straight up question. What do you think their chances are to get past tomorrow, to win two games, to win the first game against Bethany, and then whether it's Crown or Superior, getting up off the mat and winning two games that they're going to have to grind for tomorrow, but you'd favor them in the first one, obviously. We expect yeah. Owen to pitch I mean, against Bethany. I guess uh, I, I I would like their chances, I guess I would say. I, it's better than a 50% chance. Just because of the fact that, assuming that they do throw Borma in Game 1, which I, I would assume they will, there's no reason not to at this point, they get that win, and then, you know, they just got to win one more to get to Saturday. So I, I, they, they got a better than 50% chance, but it's going to take a lot of work. It's not going to be easy. I mean, they would probably hope that Crown beats Superior, I would assume, tomorrow, so that they don't have to deal with Crown's lineup. I get Superior swinging uh, it well right Superior now. Superior put up 17 hits on them tonight, though. Yeah, I'm, ju I'll, I'm I'll just take, saying. I'll take Crown's okay. lineup any day of the week over Superior. Sorry, but okay. That's, that's, okay. Just, that's just the way okay. it is. Okay, all right. Um, yeah, I mean... Uh, 
I'd give them a pretty good chance, more than 50% to advance tomorrow into Saturday. But like I said, it's going to take work. I'm not going to be shocked if any one of these four teams is done when it's all said and done after tomorrow. You know what I mean? I yes, could easily especially see Super- after today. Yeah, yep. I could easily see Superior losing two games tomorrow. I could easily see Crown losing two games tomorrow. Like, I think it's that even of a playing field, so it's going to be very interesting. I would say Northwestern has the second best odds still to win this tournament. Crown is number one, Superior's number three, and Bethany, man, did they get the raw end of the stick? Because not only do they lose in the first round, now they got to face the best pitcher in the conference in the losers bracket without just, their best. Arm. With yeah, that's just a tough draw. They 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 just not a whole lot going well for the Vikings, but you know it is what it is for for Bethany there. So that that's the way I look at it. I, I think Northwestern with the pitching depth that they have could work their way back into a situation where they get into the championship. And like I said, I mean, the longer this thing goes, I feel like it favors Crown more and more with that lineup that they have. Because, I mean, to me, the difference between some of their pitchers after they get past the two guys they threw today really isn't that much. So I I feel like with their lineup, they're now the favorites moving forward, especially now that they're not going to have to face Rodriguez tomorrow. I know Superior's got some other guys, but I don't know. I feel like Crown is in a perfect position to go win their first ever UMAC championship. Yeah, and they, I mean, they just beat Superior three times this past weekend. So, I mean, anything can happen, obviously. And I talked about, you know, the Jackets. I think they like their chances with Tappy versus Van Sice. I think they look at that on paper. At least that's what I'm expecting. I'm like, I'd be pretty surprised if Crown's not throwing Tyler Van Sice. I mean, maybe maybe they say we're, we're saving them because we've talked about the drop-off it is after Newman Wyatt. I think the drop-off after Van Seist to anyone after that who's going to start a game is a, is a whole nother. I mean, it's maybe the same length from Newman to Van Seist as it is from Van Seist to number three. I mean, sure. it's another and, huge drop. And then at that point, it almost is like it just evens out with the rest of them. You know what I mean? Like yes. They're just all yep. kind of just put one in there and just see what happens almost, right? So yep. so let's, let's jump to that now. Let's transition into the Crown-Bethany game because Crown – was able to get the win. They threw their two best pitchers, arguably, right? Because, I mean, I know Van Dam's numbers haven't been great, but based off of last year and just coming into this year, they brought him out of the bullpen first for a reason today. Newman, you said he threw like 120-some pitches today, I, I think is what you 127 pitches in six innings of work. But they won the game, and that's what we kept talking about, Ryan, is yep. they had to win the game, find a way to win, and they got it done. So, you know what? It doesn't matter that he threw that many. If they would have lost, you're in a terrible spot, obviously. But the fact yep. that they won, it's all good. So they throw arguably their two best pitchers, but they win the game. Bethany, Fierstead, they, you know, we knew it was going to more than likely be Fierstead getting the start in this game, and he did. So it was best on best. Didn't have his stuff. Crown got to him. A couple of long balls, which is what Crown likes to do. And we talked to Schrodel and uh, Newman the other night. They'd mentioned they thought the park was going to play in their favor because they like to hit the long ball. And with the way their offense has been rolling, well, sure enough, it did again today. They are in a great spot. Bethany, not so much. Fierstead and who, who was it? Oh, wait, I'm looking at it right here. Uh, Schubert comes out of the bullpen. Actually did really well considering you know, what what we were maybe going to expect from him. But he gets three and two-thirds innings, only lets one earn run, keeps him in the game. Bethany, where do you turn now if you're if you're the Vikings, I guess, as far as pitching goes? Do you go Brody Curtis tomorrow against Northwestern? I mean, you know you're facing Borma, so I assume you just go with the next best guy and just hope for the best. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a good way to put it. I mean, we talked about it a little earlier this week uh, with Matthew, whether it's Connor Merton or Brody Curtis, whoever you felt better with the last 
couple weeks, but I feel like, I mean, looking at stats so far this year with guys who started and bet in that role again, like we've talked about a couple times, you could say it's been a down year for Brody Curtis, but he's bet in this spot. And you know it's not going to be new to him to say, hey, listen, going into this game, Brody, we need you to go at least five six, maybe even seven innings. Like, we can't just have you go out there and be good for three innings and then the wheels start to come off. Like, we really need some length out of you today. And obviously, when you get backed into a corner, especially in this spot for Bethany Wyatt, I mean, if they got to throw six guys against Northwestern, that's what they got to well, yeah, do. Like, literally point, anything that's, that's, you got to do. That's the rest of the tournament. You know what I mean? Yep. Just, and same for Northwestern. It's whatever you got to do to survive in advance. You got a chance to watch the Bethany Crown game a little bit more than I did. I caught bits and pieces of it. What kind of stood out to you? What was the difference in this game? I mean, Crown's lamp delivered. I'll just say this. If Bailey Sarto and Aaron Clogston, nothing against He's, those guys. Clogston yes. was an all-conference guy. But if they're hitting home runs... You're, you're not going to beat Crown. You know, you have enough to worry about with some of the other guys in that lineup. If those two guys are doing it, you're in big trouble. First pitch winning, I mean, lace the thing over the wall in left center field, and you hit the nail on the head, Wyatt. When you got a guy like Cloxton, and I'd have to – I was looking at the stats as I was watching the game. I can pull him up again here. Again, nothing against him, but, hey, that's a huge added bonus for Coach – Dehaney's club when a guy like him is hitting it out of the yard as I'm I'm trying to scramble here and find going into the contest uh, what his what his numbers were like on the season he only had two bombs coming in yeah, it's, it's not a every other and the guy's hitting just over he's hitting just over 200 like he's he's good behind the plate he's got a good arm to try to throw kids out at second but he's not known for I mean like so many catchers in division three baseball for his bat so when you get that and then like you mentioned too I mean Bailey Sarto, I think, is a guy who's kind of a little underrated, who's had some huge hits for him this year, but he gets overshadowed, which you understand why, by the Mason Brock, Seth Betts, and Kyle Schrodels well, of the, the world. that's the thing. He's always, like, in between those guys, and he's, yes. like, sandwiched in there, and with how good those three are, it's kind of like he gets overlooked, like you said. But, if hey, if you're only going to have one hit on the game, it may as well be a two-run shot, and that kind of seems to be the theme with them this year, Wyatt, is when they get home runs, they're not just solo shots. I mean... I think every one of them today, except for the Betts home run, were, yeah, there are two two-run shots and then one solo shot. So we, they normally have at least a guy on when they knock it out, and Schrodel had a really solid game, even though he didn't hit a dinner. I mean, he had a double and a couple of singles, and, you know, they, they piece it together up and down the lineup, and they find a way. And I got to give, you know, Newman a lot of credit, Wyatt. He was locating the ball really, really good, especially fastball up in the zone in this game, and he had Bethany a little off balance. Then he got into some trouble, and he had some really hard-working innings, and he's looking up at the scoreboard, at least I am. He got 82 pitches through four, and I'm always thinking about the long-term thing. Okay, I, where are you, where you going to go from here? How much more can you get out of the guy? He settled in, got a couple more innings under his belt. As I mentioned, he had to throw a buck 27, but hey, he got him through six. His offense was picking him up all game long. They tack on you know, a big insurance run in the home half to get them up to nine runs after six innings, and then, you know, they, they go the rest of the way and they finish it out. A couple of huge strikeouts for Van Dam up in the zone when there's guys on base. I mean, yeah. he he created some of his own fires, and then he said, don't worry, I'm going to put them out as well. because they were to make it interesting. Uh, they did that for sure wide. I mean, they wanted to make the end of this game entertaining for folks watching at home because Bethany sure had their chances. Crown could not keep them from running. Yeah. I don't know if this is a thing with Newman, but, like, he wouldn't throw over and even look at the base runner. I mean, you should have seen why. Some of the leads Bethany had 
off the bag where they were running before he was really even making his full delivery home, it wasn't even like competitive on some of these stolen bases where like Crown had no chance. And obviously it doesn't end up, you know, mattering, but I think that's a thing that we're going to watch for tomorrow with Bethany. But the problem is, Wyatt, it's a lot harder to steal off of Owen Borma than it is Eric Newman. I mean, a lot harder. Yeah. No, it, it is. Let's just get on base and then go from there. Uh, yes. You know, I, I want to go back to Van Dam though. You mentioned there were some fires there he had to put out. I go back to the eighth inning, I think it was in this game, when it was 9-6 to six and they had second and third. Bethany yeah. did with one out. I mean, that yep. could have been a different ball game. I can't remember who was up to bat. But, uh, man, did they have an opportunity well, and just couldn't uh, capitalize there. The chopper back to the mound. And exactly. Then, yep, yep. So, I mean. Got him in a rundown, didn't panic, somehow yep. kept the guy on third, got the tag out for the second out, and then got the huge strikeout the next batter. The Detroit Tigers could take a lesson from that when they played the Twins <laughs> earlier this year. Just, just calmly get the out. But, anyways, no, they, they had their chances, just couldn't capitalize. I mean, if you told Bethany, though, you were going to score six runs and you had Fierstead on the mound. You, you would have liked your chances. You certainly would have yeah. took them. Again, he just didn't have stuff. Crown's been that good at the plate lately, and they were just too much again today. So an interesting game. Kind of, I don't know, is this what you expected? I, I kind of assumed we'd see a score somewhere around this number. I mean, we knew two good pitchers were going, but with these offenses, you knew they were going to put up runs. I think that's a great way to put it. I mean, they have both of their top-line pitchers, but with what we've seen from even these two guys when they've pitched against each other earlier this season going back, it's not like, okay, these are their great arms. They're going to go six or seven. They're going to let up a few runs, and then we'll see what happens from there. Like That's why we talk about why there's such a difference from the other elite pitchers that we see, and I'm not trying to take anything away from Newman and Fierstad, but when... Owen's been on his game. Bryce has been on his game. Another shout-out to Ryan Rodriguez has been on his game. Those guys are at a different level when they're on their B-plus, A-minus, A stuff versus Newman and Fierstead. I'm sorry, they just are. Yeah. And today, in the biggest moment in the conference tournament, with all the chips on the table, it was proving that way. And again, like Crown took advantage, like you talked about earlier. They said when you know we talked to Kyle and Eric last night, like, they like, especially Kyle was talking about this with their lineup, hey, we're going to take our chances with that ballpark and see what we can do. And obviously they, they proved it out. But, yeah. you know, you and I are ones to always say, and I'll still say this till you know, I'm, I'm in the grave, that the best pitching, elite, frontline starting pitching will always beat the best hitting. When it's at its best. and When it's I, at its best. I don't know if I agree with that at every single level, but, I mean, like you said, it proved it tonight with Rodriguez. And, I mean, uh, it, when, when those kinds of guys have their very best, they are. They're just an extra yep. level above. And it's just it's tough for the offense to really generate or get anything going. So, Crown and Superior, the two winners here on day one. Looking ahead to day two now, Ryan, because this is where it gets interesting. Let's start with that first one, Northwestern and Bethany Lutheran. I mean, we could talk about this all night, the different uh, opportunities each team will have, maybe if they get ahead to pole pitching, do this or that. More so with Northwestern, I'm assuming that you know we're going to have to start there and figure out what they want to do with Borma. Let's say they do get ahead, because I would say it's probably more likely they build a big lead tomorrow than Bethany does. And again, this is all uh, with Borma pitching as far as we know. I mean, you, you don't expect them to go anywhere else, do you? I mean, I don't. <laughs> 
How shocked would you be if you see like Luddy up on the hill first game tomorrow? I'd be shocked. I, 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 I now I will say this. I'm assuming he'll probably throw the, the game at night. You know what I mean? Like he'll, he'll be that yep. next guy up. But I would assume we got to see Borma in that first game. So with that being the case, Northwestern probably has a better chance than Bethany to build a bigger lead tomorrow. How comfortable of a lead do they need to have to take Borma out and save him yeah. potentially like for Saturday or again, like even in relief later or something like that? You know what I mean? Like what's the number? This is the question I wanted to ask you. This is why I'll, I was throwing this stuff at the too. fan don't, earlier don't worry. I'll, I'll where I told it. you, I said, Wyatt, if the Eagles are up, let's say four or five to nothing after five innings, like how much of a lead is enough where you pull Borma? Because here's the deal. I'll say the same thing that I said earlier where I'm 80, 85, 90% sure if Northwestern's going to hoist the trophy, they're going to need Bryce again. I'm almost that same number sure they're going to need Owen. I don't know how much it is, if it's an inning or two in relief, or if it's more than that, on Saturday. And I know tomorrow's Friday, and I know there's not a lot of days left, Wyatt, but I think they're going to need him more than just this game against Bethany if they want to hoist the hardware. And I get it. you got to win this game, first and foremost. I understand that. So, again, the question, Wyatt, how much is enough for you to pull Owen? Yeah, I mean, I'm fine with you turning that on me and allowing me. To I can answer, answer first okay. if you no, want. No, I don't need to be there. I don't care. I don't care. I, it, it's just going to depend on like an inning by inning kind of thing, obviously, and like how the game develops. But just talking about right now, ahead of the fact, I would say somewhere around a five to six run lead after you know six innings of play or something like that. You know what I mean? Like it's. And even that would maybe be a little questionable, right? Because you want to make sure you win because if you're taking him out, you don't necessarily want to put another guy in that you're going to need later too, right? So then are you avoiding Aaron? Because I think he would be... That's what I'm thinking, yeah. yeah. You know, cause like, Aaron I mean, Severson we're talking about. Yeah, yeah you know, and, and same with like, I know drinking through tonight, but you know, who knows how many pitches he threw. He'd probably be okay to go tomorrow as well. I mean, and not have too big of a problem. But again, you don't necessarily want to use those guys. Hey... Hey, I'll throw him out, Wyatt. You know, you said you don't know what you're going to get with him. You know he's got good stuff if he can rein it in, though. Sam Samansky looked pretty good on Let's Monday. Let's put it this way. That's all I'm saying. He'll it's have all I'm a saying. very, very short leash if that ever happens. I, Everybody's I, up, though. Everybody's up. You're right. But maybe not this early in the tournament. Okay. It's got to be a pretty big lead is all I'm saying. You know, like, otherwise it makes more sense just to continue with Owen and then save those other two guys, I feel like, so that they're completely ready to go. It is a a risk. It is a risk, Wyatt. But, again, you got to win this game, yes. And normally I'm always the one on the other side of this, but you got to be looking ahead. And I'm always the guy where you're telling me, Ryan, it doesn't matter. Like going back to last year, we were saving Owen for the Johns Hopkins game no matter what. And I was the guy like, but listen, you got to beat Misericordia. Like you got to find a way to get to that game. It's like, no, we were never going to not pitch him that game. Now I'm the guy on the other side saying, yeah, you need to win this game, but you need three more, not just one more. You need three more wins after this Yeah, my, my logic is if he's already going though, He's already proven he can come back on short rest and and whatnot if you absolutely need him. Plus, you got crab in your back pocket. 
why not just have him continue if it's still somewhat close versus, you know. That's and, the and key. That's, what's, where, that's the, what's the well, numbers? And like I just told you, like five or six runs yep. after six innings or so, and even then I'd, I'd be a little questioning, and you know what I mean? So, And who's to say they're even going to build that kind of a lead? They only scored no. five today against Superior, so. Bethany's hoping that Northwestern, well, here's the, here's, here's the deal. I was just going to say that. Are they, though? Because let's say Northwestern's up 4 nothing after 6. And that Four means that Owen's going to go the rest of the way. Yes. Would they rather be down, let's say, 6 to nothing after 4? And I'm not saying Northwestern was going to do this. But you see the mind games I'm playing and say, we're they down more, never... but it's earlier, but Owen's out. They would never purposely. Do I'm not that, saying they're purposely going to fall behind. I'm just saying in the long run for Bethany. Yeah, I mean, I get what you're it saying. may not be the worst thing if Northwestern's thinking that way, and then you can maybe try to get, you know, something going with the bats on their bullpen. We're, we're probably looking into this way too deep, but this is what makes it fun, Wyatt, because we look at one game we know that's happening tomorrow. Yep. But you know, Heber, Jikem, Geikum, Tex—they're all talking about this tonight, tomorrow. Okay, like, yeah, we need to win this one game, but we have to have all of these things agreed upon or at least some rough idea before we even get to late tomorrow and potentially Saturday. Whitman's going to be sad you didn't mention him. I mean, we had <laughs> I'm him on sorry. the pod. And I mean, you mentioned all the other coaches, I knew you were going to mention that. Him. I mean, come on. Um, no. I was seeking to the positional coaches, to be fair, but sure, continue. Sure. No, here's the deal. I mean, Whitman's even said it. He's more there just for the support and, and whatnot. But, but he's talking with them, yes. Sorry. No, yeah, he absolutely is. So uh, that's with Northwestern. We could talk a lot about that. I actually want to completely take a turn from that, though, and talk about Bethany a little bit. Yes, if you don't let's mind. do it. Yes. They're just, everybody's on the deck, you know, on hands on deck, ready to go. They're, they're going to be throwing if they need to throw tomorrow. Offensively, though, I think they got to do whatever they can to try and produce runs. So, like, if you get a guy on, if you have to move him over even in the first inning, second, like, I'd be playing for one or two runs early in the game and just hope you get a really yep. good pitching performance. I, I know that might sound crazy, but you're more than likely not going to produce a big number off of a guy like Owen Borma. So I think they got to do whatever they can to get one, two, a couple of runs here or there. I mean, it sounds like you kind of agree with me, but even yep. even if you just have to bunt to move a guy over and then get a guy in a position where well, it scores him, you know what I mean? Do you try to run? That's my next question. Do you really try to push the envelope? Well, because I mean, Hopper, Hopper had a pair of stolen bases today. Not Pierce only... had a pair. Beamer had one. Like, they have some speed, Wyatt, but like I said, it's a lot harder to steal on the big O. Not only is Owen hard to steal on, but, I mean, Mr. Kramer Hamilton. He's got a gun. Wow. He threw a couple guys out tonight. Yeah, he, he proved himself, and so, no, I don't but, think But Bethany's do you have a better chance doing that? Again, like, how are you going to potentially go down swinging? Like, you want to push the chips into the table. It's just which, which chips, how hard do you push the envelope, and how early is too early to really try to put your foot on the gas? The other thing I've noticed, too, though, and this is something that could be kept in mind as well if you're Bethany, is Borma struggles from time to time to find the zone. His walk numbers at times get up there a little bit. So Bethany, I think, needs to be really selective tomorrow. And they can't be swinging at balls. They have to do whatever they can to get guys on base. And I think they are disciplined enough to do it. 
It's just a matter of it coming to fruition. And maybe he's on and, you know, that doesn't even come into the equation. But they can't be chasing pitches tomorrow. Try to get guys on base. So I'm not sending guys on first pitch or second pitch. You know what I mean? Just for the sake of trying to move guys over. It just depends on how the at-bat is going, how many outs there are, different stuff like that. Yeah, you can try to run a little bit. I just don't think they're going to have as much success. And, I mean, rightfully so. I, I love it, though. Let's say Hopper leads off the game with a single. I'm not sending is Pier- him. No, 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 no. But what you said is Pierce putting down a bunt, and they're just getting a guy in scoring position as soon as possible by whatever means necessary. I Well, and so here's the thing, too. I think it goes back to a coin flip, but I could be wrong. Maybe it is just the home team, so maybe Northwestern oh, is going to be Oh, yeah, home. good point. I, I can't remember. But assuming that it's 0-0 when this is happening, yeah, I don't think it's crazy to do it. I don't think they would ever do it. But I don't think it's necessarily crazy. If you could get a run in the first inning and potentially play ahead, that could make a big difference. Yeah, and like you said, I mean, you're going to have to do everything you can just to manufacture opportunities against Owen. I mean, I almost think, like, I don't think this is the case, but do you almost need, like, a lawn ball and take advantage with guys on base to to try? That's, That's not necessarily Bethany's M.O., so I'm not saying that. But when you do get your chances, like, you better cash in. I mean, not not to put Absolutely. pressure on you, but they know why. It like more likely than not, I would say, unless something happens we haven't seen, you're going to need at least four or five plus runs to win this game. Like, if you're Bethany, you're hoping, okay, Brody. Like, if if he's the guy on the bump, that is, we know you've done it in the past. We haven't seen it this year necessarily. You need your best start of the year for us to win this game. I'm, again, I'm not saying it's more impossible, but on paper, Wyatt. They're going to really have to do something pretty out there to win this game. Again, I'm not saying it's impossible. We saw tonight one of the guys you and I have both called before. You could argue he's the second best arm in the conference, and Superior bullied him. And you could argue, why with these four teams coming into the event, you could say Superior is the offense that you fear the least. I mean, they're probably yeah. right there with Bethany, but they're not one of the top two, and they did that to Krebs. So anything is possible at this it, stage of the year. It just goes back to show just how even, though, these four teams are, I feel like, in the playing field and just all the different possible outcomes. You know what I mean? Like, it, yep. it just really is that even. That's what makes this tournament so fun. I would also say for Bethany, too, you mentioned you're not trying to put pressure on them. The The mindset should be the pressure's on Northwestern, to be completely it is. honest. They're the one seed. They just got embarrassed by Superior. They don't want to go 0-2. If they get down a little bit, a lot of pressure would be on them. So that plays into this, too, where I think if Bethany could get ahead, that would give them a much better chance. So that's why I think just manufacturing runs early and just trying to do what you have to do, move guys over, could make a big difference. So there is certainly more pressure on Northwestern tomorrow, I think, at least at the start of this game against Bethany. I'm I'm assuming we're both taking Northwestern to win, correct? I am. I, I, I am as well. I think if Bethany, if you could tell him right now, you're within a few heading into the seventh, you take it. You just want yeah. this to be a ball game heading down the stretch. No, absolutely. And I mean, Bethany just got a tough draw here. I mean, it's not really fair to them that they have to lose and then face yep. the best pitcher in the conference. One of the best pitchers in all of the Midwest, quite honestly, at this level. So uh, again, assuming that he does throw, which I, I just, I'd be shocked if he did. The, the but, pressure, all eyes are on Owen. With everything we said, it all boils down to, we expect him to be really good. Is he going to be? I mean, and, that, and that's what literally determines how this game is going to be played. And everything that we've seen so far this year would say yes. I mean, even a yep. bad start for him is going to be better than most people's, you know, yes, average yep. or good. So 
Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out, but that's that's kind of how I see that one. As far as Crown and Superior goes, just quickly here breaking this one down. Oh, what a matchup. I feel like this is going to be a slugfest. Really? I do. I mean, yeah. both teams have pitched their top guys. Their lineups have been hot lately. I really think this is going to be a high-scoring game. I, to me, everything points towards it. And again, Crown, to me, has the better lineup, so I think they have the edge in this game. What does Superior have to do in your mind to win? I mean, does it come down to whether it's Tappy or whoever it may be on the mound having just a really good pitching performance? Are they going to have to set a certain number to reach offensively and reach it? I mean, what do you think they need to do to win this game? Yeah, I. Uh, in short, I do not see them hitting the cover off the ball and just really seeing things clearly like they did tonight off of Bryce. You just don't think it's sustainable? No. I Yeah, I think I've talked about their pitching throughout the season, so I think if they got to score more than five, Crown's winning this game. I think it's wow. got to be five, five and under for Superior to find a way to win this game. And, you know, all eyes are on Mr. Van Sice. I mean, I keep saying that. I expect them to face off against each other, okay? why? Last Saturday, they dueled against each other. Tyler did a pretty good job. Five and two-thirds, punched out nine, gave up four runs, three of them earned, and Tappy got hit around, and we mentioned that in the last pod. But, you know, I we've seen it from him in some big spots this year. Specifically, I think about the starts he had against Bethany and Northwestern. Can he have that kind of stuff tomorrow when it's going to be asked for and when it's going to be a really tough task against a crown lineup that's feeling really good and that just dinged him pretty hard? Because that's my big question. They have a sizable advantage. Well, not sizable, but I think it's an advantage on paper tomorrow going in. If it's those two, I think Superior has the clear advantage. They do. After that, though, once he's out of the game, how close is that margin then? Is it basically just everyone's even, basically, from what you've been saying, Wide? And then you're, you know, alluding to at that point, I'm going to take the crown lineup. And even with Tappy, guess what? I'm going to take the crown lineup because they just dinged him hard for 13 hits last Saturday. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I get it. Superior does have a better rotation overall, and you keep going back to that. But you got to factor in the hitters at some point, too. And I know Superior is swinging it well, but if you're telling me that they are going to have a tough time scoring five runs uh, or if they have to do more than that to win the game, I don't think they have a chance. Crown is putting up five or six runs tomorrow. Okay. Uh, that that's just honestly how I see this. I they're on a mission right now. They're one swing, uh, almost every single time up to bat for a run. You know what I mean? So they just they have a break open the game type power, and they only really struggle against elite pitching. So Tappy's not elite. I I don't think they're gonna struggle against him. I again I don't I don't see the Jackets. They can they can score. Don't get me wrong. I think it'd have to be if they if they are gonna have a seven eight nine run output tomorrow, and this does get into a shootout type of an event, and maybe a you know similar score to what we saw with Crown and Bethany today. I think they're gonna have to leave the yard a few times. I don't see them getting up to that number unless you know Flanagan's ripping one out to the pull side, and maybe you get a guy like Fredrickson at the top of the order or Trimble get a hold of one from the left side. I don't know. I'm just throwing names out there. And they did leave the yard a couple times in this game tonight, though. So, you know, that's that's something That's a good point. I'm just thinking of some of these big innings where where they didn't do that. So i got to pull up this box score. You're right, How many home runs did they have? Well, they hit the two, I know, in in that one inning. Too much baseball today, Wyatt. There There was was only two games, but I couldn't It's a good thing, though. It's, It's good. Castaneda and Garcia. There we go. There's the two lefties I'm thinking of. They both went deep. So, here you go. 
Yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. I mean, it's tough to manufacture runs where you're constantly, you know, hit after hit after hit, which they were able to do tonight. So I get it. They are probably going to have to go into the long ball if they want to get up there to that number. But I just think they'll have a tough time keeping Crown below five runs. So I think the offense does have to deliver. I think with Crown's pitching rotation, they certainly can. And that's why I think this is an extremely high-scoring game tomorrow. With that being the case, I think Crown outlasts them. And they will be playing on Championship Saturday. Is this where I make my pick now? You don't have to, but I mean, I don't <laughs> yes, know what I else do. we're going to talk on, about. Wyatt. Come on, yes, I do. This is a podcast. I have to make a pick, okay? Uh, hey, going into the tournament, who did I say was going to make it to Saturday against Northwestern? Uh, you must have said Superior. Superior. I'm riding with them. They're going to find a way. I think this is a fascinating matchup. How soon are Tappy and Van Sice knocked out of the game? I keep saying that, Wyatt. I guarantee we'll show up tomorrow to the field and... One of those guys isn't going to be pitching, so I'm I'm saying all this, and it's going to end up well, not being that way. You're, but. <laughs> you're going to show up to the field. I'm, I'm Lord willing. Uh, I'm not going to. Lord show willing, up to yes. The field, but I'm, uh, uh, I'm very thankful that I can take off the ankle bracelet and go back into public tomorrow. So yes, amen. I'm looking forward to amen. that. But uh, anyway, uh, I I think Superior somehow finds a way, and I do think that it's something like five or six for them and three or four for Crown. I, they could they could win. You're starting to talk me into it for a higher scoring game, and I understand your logic. Where I don't see how they can hold this offense down to three or four. That's just what I see, though. That's what I see. I I just want three really good games tomorrow, and that's very unlikely. You know what I mean? Like I'm sure one of them. Come on, will let's dream. Be, let's I'm, dream. I am Wyatt. dreaming. That's let's why. Dream. I, that's why I say it. But then <laughs> that there's a reason it's a dream and not reality. <laughs> but uh, that that's the hope. We'll see what ends up happening. It should be a fun day of baseball again. Assuming that, you know, in my opinion, it's superior in Northwestern round two than tomorrow night. Pick the last one, yep. I think Northwestern would finish the job then. I think wow. if Superior beats the favor. I feel like if Crown loses to Superior, I think Crown beats Northwestern tomorrow night. So I you're do. saying all Eagle fans listening, cheer for Crown to beat Superior, you do not want the polar smoke. Do you want a polar team? I, I can't do it. They're the storm. <laughs> do you want a Crown team that is upset, just got beat with a dangerous lineup against your number three, or do you want superior again? You know what I mean? Like you, you don't want to face Crown tomorrow night. You could get them on Saturday potentially, but I don't, I don't see them beating them tomorrow night if that's the matchup that ends up happening. Uh, I just don't, unless they were to not pitch Owen in that first game, I guess, and get by Bethany, and then they have him. Obviously, anytime Owen pitches, I'm going to take Northwestern. But if Crown were to lose tomorrow and Northwestern wins and they meet tomorrow night, I just, I think Crown ends their season. I really do. I, I think it's going to be tough for Northwestern's offense to produce enough runs to beat a, a crown team, basically, that is going to be ticked off at the opportunity they just kind of tossed out the window. That'd be quite the storyline. I mean, if I'm hearing you correctly, you're saying you would rather, and I get it, you'd rather see crown when they're at their highest of high. They're feeling real good in the catbird seat, as one guy used to say, during the whole weekend last year in the uh, NCAA regional versus really upset. You think they're going to come up with their best. Well, the other thing to factor in, and again, this is nothing against the other pitchers for Northwestern, such as Sam Ludzak or Nick Drinken, 
But Bryce Crabb, we would say, is a better pitcher than those two, right? Yep, and you want he's, to have him see Crone. He's probably not going to start tomorrow night, I would assume. Yep. But he would on Saturday, right? Or at least that would be the idea here. Much so, greater chance, yep. And they would have a better chance at winning. Not that they can't be Crown with one of the other two guys. They absolutely could. I just don't think they would. So I think they could win that first game then if Cra- uh, Crab pitches on Saturday. All of a sudden you get a winner take all on Saturday. I mean, all hands on deck. You try to, you know, get Borma back out there for one or two. You've got Luddy, uh, maybe even, you know, depending on how many he throws the night before, drinking. I mean, you could staff something together. If you get to a winner-take-all game, anything can happen. So I would much rather have to beat Crown twice on Saturday, as crazy as that sounds, rather than once on Friday night, knowing you don't have one of your top two guys starting that game. And you want to hear another something crazy, Wyatt? Speaking of crazy, we could start to morph this opinion, as I'm just thinking this through, that Crown, this is going to sound absurd, Crown would maybe rather lose to Superior, but then deliver the KO to Northwestern on their field, get them out of the way, advance to Saturday, Needing to win two, but not against Northwestern on the final day of UMAC play. We had a situation. Could you could you could you make that argument? I think you could. Well, we had a situation like that back when I was in high school, actually, and uh, that's that's kind of what we looked at it after the fact that it had happened. I'm not going to go into the whole story, so yeah, you can absolutely look at it that way. So, what we're saying, folks. Crown could take a dive tomorrow in the middle game. Don't be surprised if they kind of dodge out of the way and take a dodge. Okay? Take a dive. Be surprised. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That was the sarcasm, folks. That was the sarcasm. But, but, in the long run, what we're saying, Crown supporters listening, okay? If you lose against Superior tomorrow, the sky is not falling. It may be breaking just the way you want it to. From what we're saying, Wyatt. Never heard that before, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you can, you can make the argument. You can. Like, I get it. If you advance and you beat Superior, you only need to win one Saturday. But then is Northwestern still lurking? And again, all this stuff, you know what we're disrespecting? You know what it all comes back to, Wyatt? Do we actually believe in the Superior Yellow Jacket offense? All of this surrounding is... No. Like, yeah, we just we just saw it tonight. But everything we're saying is eventually their offense isn't going to come to the table when it matters most. Tonight they did in flying colors. No one saw them putting up 17 hits under the lights and knocking Bryce out of the game after three innings. But it's all surrounding. We don't really, and, you know, I'd say you more so than I, but both of us aren't really putting our full feet in. I'm saying even when Superior's winning, I think it's on the backs of their pitching staff. For what I've been, you know, applauding all the way, and we can talk well, more when we we talk tomorrow night. To but yeah, we, and I can change. We can change our opinions, you know, tomorrow night when we talk. But right now, neither one of us is saying we're going to see another great performance from the Jacket offense tomorrow. So just just to circle back to them, because all this surrounds that opinion. Okay, and there's so many things that are surrounding this. But basically, to surmise, I got Superior advancing to Saturday. Have we predicted the last game yet? You got Crown advancing to Saturday. Have we predicted Northwestern versus 
X team. I don't. Think yeah, I mean, any. I did mine. I, I, okay. I don't. Yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've pretty much said everything I need to say at this point. I mean, if, if you want to predict yours or if you have anything else, feel free. But, I mean, the Northwestern versus Superior tomorrow. Is it a close game, Wyatt? In the final game, where you have the Eagles winning? I mean, remotely close, a couple of runs, but I think Northwestern's like comfortably in front, where it never really feels like the Yellow Jackets are actually going to win. Luddy beats him just like he did last year in the tournament. That's what you're saying. Well, and, and and again, yes. And the Northwestern Bats, I think they play ahead this time. And it, it's just tough to beat a team twice in two days like that, especially when you're, you know, theoretically the underdog. You know what I mean? Like, you can do yep. it once like they did. But again, you're not going to have your ace. You're probably not going to have your number two, assuming that he throws, obviously, in the game against Crown. So, I think, again, the pitching depth of Northwestern, this is where they get a big advantage there against a team like Superior, who also has to rely on pitching. You know what I mean? Because Northwestern's guys are better than Superior's guys, theoretically. Well, and here's the storyline that I see, Hat, because I see Superior beating Crown, from what I predicted. I see a steady dose of pulling the string, as he loves to do, to work ahead early in the count from Mr. Ludzak against Crown. The team who you say Northwestern wants no part of tomorrow night. They want no part of trying to slay the polar under the Friday night lights at Reynolds Field. But I think that's what they're going to have to do to keep their season alive and try to go back-to-back. There you have it. I think that potentially, if we have that matchup, there could be bigger ones on Saturday, and obviously there would be, but that, that could be the matchup of the tournament if we get that. Northwestern versus Crown, where Crown has a chance to kick the Eagles out of the tournament and end their season on their field, where it just feels like Wyatt. I'm not saying they're going to put the chair in the top at the end of it, but for everyone supporting Crown and behind them, they're a perfect 7-0 since it changed from the Storm to the Polars with all the experience on that team, all the old guys that they have on that club. It just feels like, you know what, you just kick down one door by winning your first playoff game today. Why not keep adding to it? This is what they wanted. They've put themselves in position, and like I said, they'd really be kicking themselves if they, they find a way to lose that game tomorrow against Superior and then have to, you know, win three well, more. Well, or would they be? From what from what we said, I mean, from what you from what you said, could be better. We've 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 gone past midnight here. I'm 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 tapping out at we're this nothing, point. You, we're nothing. We're nothing if not dedicated. If you have Why, anything else to talk about, feel free. Nope. But I'm I'm tapping out at this point. You're saying going into Saturday, we will see Northwestern and Crown College with the Eagles needing to win two. Correct. Yes. I'm saying we will see Northwestern in a squeaker and an all-timer beat Crown in the elimination game to close up shop tomorrow night, and we will see Northwestern needed to win two, Superior needed to win one to win the tourney as a four-seed on Saturday. Will one of us be right? Folks, you'll have to uh, wait and see. Because I think we're planning on doing this tomorrow, Lord willing. Correct, Wyatt? I mean, yeah, that's, that's, that's my plan. And we're hoping the last game isn't too late, because here's the problem tomorrow. I got to work that game, and then we, we can't hop on like five minutes after it ends like we did tonight. I'm sorry. It won't be that soon. 
Are you apologizing to me or the, or the people? I'm apologizing to you. Oh, apologizing okay. to you. People listening don't care. We're going to get it up eventually. No one's probably going to listen to this when you upload it. Here we also aren't going to have a but... delay, hopefully, for like an hour <laughs> That's with true. the weather. So. But we also have two games to get in before the nightcap tomorrow instead of just one. Maybe so... they'll be quick. They could be. They could be. We'll, we'll see. It's, 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 it's a lot of fun. Why? There's so many scenarios we're playing out. All the scenarios are going to be on the cutting room floor, and we're going to be passed out in two days, and it's all going to be over. So Enjoy it while we have it is, is what I'm hearing you say. We sleep in? Well, June. June. We sleep in June. We sleep in June. <laughs> all right. Well, that, that's going to do it. Unlike any other, the UMAC, another one in the books. We're looking forward to the one tomorrow night. Another instant reaction coming your way, as Ryan said, God willing. Then obviously we'll break it all down once the championships are decided from that. When we have this conversation again, Ryan, it's I mean going to be a completely different circumstance. And remember what I said: there's always one guy or something like that that we talk about, and we would have thought we were never talking about him. We're still maybe yeah. waiting to see for sure who that is, but maybe some guys starting to come to the forefront. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. We appreciate the support from everybody. What, and one last well, plug. One oh, last okay, plug. Okay. If you have questions, folks, we'll answer your questions. As we said before in the past, in instant reactions, ualtheumacgmail.com, or send us a DM on Twitter. Okay, that's the last plug. Why? Okay, we can answer your questions tomorrow night if you'd want us to. Okay, I, I had a big ending lined up there, and then it got cut off. So I got to start <laughs> that all over again. <laughs> Sorry. Unlike any other, the UMAC. We'll catch you tomorrow night. Looking forward to it. We'll break down day two of the UMAC Baseball Tournament. We'll talk to you then.